0: What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? Well, we are taking a little break from the uh, the Sopranos series. We have reviewed Season 1 and Season 2. Highly recommend going to check out those episodes. Uh, but like we've been doing in between Season 1 and Season 2, before we start season three, we're going to take a little time to to review some either some newly released movies or some movies that uh, we've just never seen before. This week, we are taking a uh, a review a look into The Gray Man, which came out a few months a couple months ago out on Netflix. That's the only place you can watch it. It's a Netflix original, uh, so we're going to be reviewing that. Before we jump into that review if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. If you join us at any of those tiers, you get access to our discord. And that is where all the shenanigans happens. That is where you can basically become a creator slash producer of all of our content. You can pick and choose what we do each and every week with not just this podcast, but all the other podcasts, uh, we have Horror in Review coming up in just, I mean, a little over a week. And I am fucking excited about that Horror in Review Part 3. We have done it three years in a row. The first year we did it with just, you know, just regular run-of-the-mill horror movies. What is the best horror movies of all time? Uh, last year, we we tried setting out to find out what were the scariest horror movies of all time. This year... We're taking a look at the sci-fi alien-slash-creature films uh, that have that have come out. You know, The Thing is going to be one of the movies we review. Uh, Event Horizon, Super 8, and Signs are going to be the four main reviews uh, for, for next month. But if you are a Patreon supporter, you get two additional reviews on top of that. And Patreon voted for these reviews, which uh, off the top of my head... It was not the faculty that won. It was uh, Cloverfield and Sunshine were the two Patreon reviews that we're going to take a look at. Super excited to go back into Sunshine, which is one of my favorite movies, especially horror movies of all time. So definitely eager to start that series. So get ready for that coming up in October. And at the end of the month, we will do the top 10 best Sci-fi creature slash alien movies of all time. But that's enough of that bullshit. You're here for the Gray Man. Let's fucking do it. So the Gray Man. When the CIA's most skilled operative accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. Josh, let me ask you. When I read that plot, that sounds like a fucking dope movie, right?
1: Yeah, that's what sold me on it. <laughs> was right. the uh, synopsis. I was like, ooh.
0: said synopsis.
1: <laughs> uh, I hope I used it right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't ask me to fucking spell that shit. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is directed by the uh, Russo brothers, which they're really just famous for. All the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that they have done—they have done Captain America: Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War. They did Avengers: Endgame and Infinity War. Uh, he also—they also directed Cherry and You, Me, and Dupree. Uh, other than the the four, I mean, four MCU movies, the other two I have not seen. So this is my first time seeing them outside of the uh, the MCU. This movie. I can't believe it had this much money. And we'll kind of dive into that in just a little bit. Budget of $200 million. God damn. I, I wish they put that to good use. Uh, this movie came out on Netflix, and that's where you can watch it right now. It stars Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, de Armas, and Billy Bob Thornton. It has a runtime of two hours and two minutes, and it was released July 22nd. Do you have any goofs or anything that you want to say before I jump into the fun facts, sir?
1: Uh, they were all. They can go look for them. They're bullshit. I was not write all that down.
0: <laughs> this guy said, "I'm not fucking reading them off."
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was pretty lame, but I, I can tell you, I, I'm not a cat. I won't shit in a box.
0: <laughs> Did Dad take <text> you too?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to sneak it in there for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout out to that. <laughs> <laughs> He fucking texted me that shit, and I was like, it took me like half of a second. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I was like, oh, wait. Huh. I got that. I got that reference.
1: Yeah, we spent about 30 minutes uh, doing junior lines to each other. It was amazing. <laughs>
0: I had my week. <laughs> so going into the fun facts, Chris Evans was originally considered for the lead role, but he would rather have played the uh, the villain, so he declined. Uh, As of 2022, this movie supposedly is the most expensive Netflix original movie, and it is tied with Red Notice. Uh, This movie is based on the book by Mark Greeney. There are apparently five novels in the Gray Man saga. And then the last one we got is this movie has been in development since 2011, with Brad Pitt originally attached to this movie. Well, that's enough of the uh, so-called fun facts. Let's talk about how fun this movie is, Josh. Give me your thoughts and opinions about it.
1: Man, fuck this movie.
0: Fuck this movie, dog. Fuck it. (laughs) Dude. I have
1: never watched a movie and got fucking motion sickness. (laughs) You know... I don't even know where to start at, man. It the the acting is horrible, the dialogue is horrible, while the story just is there. It should be awesome. They just totally missed the mark. I think they shove action down our throats nonstop to make up for the shitty dialogue, and a lot of the cinema cinema photography i have problems with is especially in fighting scenes Ooh. so i i did not enjoy this movie I, I was ready for it to end it i can't remember what movie we watched recently it had a lot of action in it i was like all right I, i'm done with all this man i, I just want to shit somebody die so i can go on to watch something else <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't remember what movie that was it was the one where uh they go to the train station and they have a fight there, and then they go into the uh that little boxing place and he fights like ninety fucking people and then oh, goes outside and he,
0: oh that was the was that? uh that was the Kevin Hart movie
1: yeah uh, that that's what it reminded
0: me of what the fuck was that movie? The man from Toronto
1: yes, that's exact this is it's twin
0: oh, that movie is better than this one <laughs> I, I hate to say it, sir, but that one was well, better.
1: I, well, I mean. You always have one good twin and one shitty twin.
0: That's true. That is true. So <laughs> I will, I, I actually kind of feel almost exactly the same as what Josh just said. I think this is, without a doubt, one of the worst movies that we have reviewed up to this point. I think that what Josh said is, is true that they try to shove down the action, they try to shove the action down your throat. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> and uh like i said it's not in a good way these these action sequences for an action movie the action sequences are so fucking terrible if you go watch captain america civil war go watch infinity war go watch Endgame, those action sequences are some of the best action sequences in all of the mcu josh doesn't know what i'm talking about he doesn't give a shit about superhero movies those are some incredible action sequences in those movies. So you come to this movie, and I'm thinking, man, at least the action will, will be good, you know? I don't know how the the story's going to hold up, but I'm sure the action's going to be fucking top-notch. It's not. Like, I absolutely hated the action in this movie. Not only what Josh said, the sim- cinematography of them and the choreography of the action sequences, they're just, not only are they boring, but half the time, you don't even know what the hell is going on in them. The first two fight scenes, they fight in some type of fucking smoke. And it is cloudy the entire time that they fight.
1: I mean, that's what smoke is.
0: I fucking hate it's, you.
1: It's so fucking smoky in here, I can see every damn thing.
0: I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm fucking trying to say is, you, you can't fucking see, like, whatever. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs>
1: How's the weather over there? It's clear and smoky, bitch.
0: <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> Guys, I think that's going to be the end of our review. We're just going to end it right here, and we'll see you next week.
1: I, 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 I jumped into the gun a little too early. I shouldn't have been a dick. A, such a big dick so early.
0: <laughs> a little bit of a dick. <laughs> not, o- not only are the action sequences, like the fight scenes, so... So bad in the choreography and whatnot, but if you look at some a lot of the CGI, dude, it's fucking bad for a movie that is two hundred million dollars that they made. What, dif- what do what did they put that money into? Because the movie just looks like like dog shit the entire time, especially the CGI, the uh the the big airplane crash. I will put it up right there with uh with Uncharted and with. Fuck. What was the other movie that you watched recently? Uh, Black Widow as the three worst movies involving an airplane crash. These are the three worst airplane crashes of all time. You can put those up there. Uh, it just, it looks ugly. Like Josh said, you get motion sick from it. It's just, it's just chaotic. You don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, this is just a bad movie. The writing's terrible. The, the acting for the most part is, is pretty terrible. And then the the tone is all over the place, but we'll you know we'll dive into that shit in just a second. So where where would you like to start, sir? Would you like to start with the? I mean, we kind of touched on the action for the most part, so we can pretty much skip that shit. Uh, but would you like to jump into like the characters, the acting? Let's let's jump into
1: when Billy Bob is in there with uh, Ryan Gosling's character. So all of this goes down with no explanation of what the fuck. Billy Bob Thornton is, why he's in there, why the dude's in prison, nothing. Absolutely no background. So you are set up to be like, I guess I'm going to figure this out as the, the film progresses. Nah. None. You don't figure shit out. Well, You're you, left you, in the end wondering what the hell happened in the beginning.
0: Well, you do figure out why he, why he went to jail. He ended up killing his dad. But that's it.
1: Yeah, but what the fuck is that part? <laughs> I, I no, I remember that, and and, and I know Billy Bob was a, uh, a operative or whatever the fuck, and then the girl with the pacemaker. He's like, "Oh, I'm a your daddy," <laughs> and not not in a fucked up way that you just laughed.
0: That's not what I was laughing at. It was just the way you said it, <laughs> that was not where I was going with that. be <laughs> you made it weird. <laughs>
1: but you you didn't how did you feel that dialogue in that prison cell went with them too
0: I couldn't get past how how they de-aged Billy Bob Thornton (laughs) fucking 20 years I was like this looks ugly (laughs) (laughs) like seriously that took me out of the entire scene I honestly don't even remember what even happened in that scene that's how bad the CGI is in this movie it just completely takes you out of the movie, and all you can focus on is just how terrible it looks.
1: And then, you know, we jump to that that uh, plane scene, and I text you. I said, oh, this is fucking making me sad. This is making me sad. I have never just looked at a movie, man, and the camera action is so jarry, It's jumping so fast, and then it goes back to jarry again. I literally could could have gotten sick from watching that. And like you touched earlier, the CGI is horrible, man. I uh, I rank that as one of the worst plane crashes ever. Just like you said. It reminds me of that movie when we were doing Warren Review. I said, Man, the movie's good, but the CGI is so terrible, I don't know if I can finish this. And it was one of the ones where the uh they were Midway. attacking Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Midway, that's the exact one. And that's what it reminded me of. And that movie was made in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken.
0: No, 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 no. There was a Midway made in the 80s. That one was made uh, a, few, a several uh, handful of years ago. Okay, well, I think I watched the one in the 80s. Oh, goddamn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one then. And I was like, dude, this doesn't, I could draw and, you know, flip the pages and it looked more realistic.
0: How can my to draw make this shit look good? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm a terrible drawler. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like in the plane, he, you know, they're jumping around, they're fighting. And then one second, you got somebody flying out the plane. And then you got the military vehicle in there that's doing whatever it's doing. And then you have, I don't know, your five-year-old running around with FaceTime trying to record it.
0: <laughs> the, that's actually pretty accurate. It, it sounds like hyperbole there, there, but he is not exaggerating.
1: I mean, I looked at it, and I was like, "Well, fuck!" Did they hire Caitlin to uh, hold the camera? <laughs> <laughs> I could have done better than this, man. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly have nothing to add, add to that. I, I think you hit it spot on with with that. Uh, In terms of the characters and the actors, the character-wise, I find it just—I don't care about these characters whatsoever. Like they didn't do anything to to make you say, "Oh shit," you know. If that dude just dies in this fight, I'm I'm gonna be kind of sad a little bit, you know. He's he's a good character. No, no, you you give no shits. They, when I say try, I mean. You know, like when you go take a test in school and you're like, like, oh man, I'm gonna put my best, put my best effort in this. And you just put your name on it and that's really all the effort you put into it. That's kind of what they did with, with this storyline of the, uh, what's her name? The, uh, the girl, is her name Claire? Yeah, Claire and Six, who is the, uh, the assassin. They, they attempted to make you care about that relationship but it just fell so flat. Like it just, honestly, it would have been great if they just not have done any of that in the story. If they would just taken that complete B plot out of it and just made it, you know, I mean, this movie has 07, Jason Bourne man on fire type of influences to the movie. If they would have taken out the man on fire shit and just made it like a straight, like Jason Bourne, Type of film, I think it could have been better. I mean the the movie was two hours and two minutes. I don't know how much time they spent on this whole storyline, but I mean they could have they could have done something better with it. You know,
1: man, that's the movie I was thinking of. I was like, why does this plot on the 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 backside seem like? I've watched this before, and it is the Man on Fire.
0: Damn, show sure is yep gets captured or gets uh, kidnapped, and he goes after her, and it's just. Who's the villain in this movie? You know? I
1: couldn't tell if it was the the uh, black guy that was over the CIA, if it was the chick under him, <laughs> or if it was the dude with the
0: mustache. dude with the stash, <laughs> Chris Evans. <laughs> and,
1: and for some odd reason, I wanted to like that character so much because he, he – it was throwing out dry humor. Most of it did not work, but a few of them did land, you know.
0: You're talking about Chris, the, the mustache dude? Yes. So – Yes, let's talk about that guy for just a second, okay? Did you get the sense that out of all the characters in this movie, that that character was, or that actor, was the only one having fun in that movie? Everybody else was like, they're pissed off to be there. Him, it it reminds me, it's the equivalence of Batman and Robin. When uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in that movie, he's the only one having fun in that movie. And he I is could the agree most, with that he's the most enjoyable aspect of that movie, not in a good way, but he is the most enjoyable aspect of that movie. this case, Chris Evans, he is definitely, like I said, having the most fun. he is definitely the most interesting character in the entire movie. again, not saying much. but I think he's just too over the top. They were just some flat-out silly scenes with him, some silly dialogue, just atrocious dialogue. And I think if they would have reined in him just a little bit, change up his dialogue a little bit, make him a little bit more diabolical, maybe, maybe a little more evil, I think that character would have worked one hundred percent. But he was just he was just too over the top for me. But he's definitely the best character in the entire movie. Again, not saying much.
1: Did you feel like they incorporated way too many villains toward the middle? Uh, case in point, when they're at the uh, the black lady's house and they're upstairs, and then all the police show up and all and all the uh, fighters. Man, I lost track of who the hell was shooting at who in there,
0: dude. I don't. I don't know who was. Who was mad at who? Who was pissed off at who? I don't know who hated who. It's all fucking confusing. the The story is all over the place. It it makes no sense.
1: And then you had in that same scene, they were. I was like, Why the fuck are they shooting the police? What did the police do to them? You know. It, and then it's like, Oh, I got them in this SUV chasing this electric train that looks, I don't know, Faker and Pamela Anderson's boobs. You know
0: nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so glad you brought up, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the commuter train sequence so that whole chase sequence involving the commuter train and the other cars that again this is one of those cases where it's uh, this what I'm about to say is not saying much <laughs> but I think that is the best action sequence in the movie again not saying much because all the others are atrocious, but I, I think it was a uh, pretty pretty well choreographed. The biggest issue with it, it just looks god awful because of the CGI, and then of course there it's so chaotic at times that you you fucking feel dizzy. Like I'm about to fall of this damn chair watching this fucking movie, but it is the best chase sequence in the entire movie. I think from the moment that the the apartment blows up. Until the commuter train sequence, I think all that is is pretty well not pretty well shot. But I thought I thought all that whole sequence was pretty interesting. It just looked it just looked ugly.
1: Well, explain to me how they're on the second floor, people are shooting up at them, but all the bullets are coming in directly for them.
0: You know, I'm look. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, dude. I I really don't remember this movie, and I watched it like a day ago.
1: <laughs> I mean, if I can pick that shit out then that means your action and your movie sucks because I'm looking at stupid shit like that.
0: Exactly. You know, the, the stupid mistakes is what is, what's taking you out of the movie. But I just think the movie's just so forgettable, so forgettable. And like, I mean, you, you're pointing out that shit right there. There, there are moments in this movie that I, I felt ADD. I felt like, Oh, squirrel outside. Huh? I wonder what he's doing with his day because that was so much more interesting than any of the fucking shit that was going on in this movie. Me thinking about a goddamn squirrel.
1: He was trying to get a nut.
0: <laughs> he was trying to get a nut. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that, that's all that's all a guy's trying to get in these days, man. Just trying to get a nut.
1: Man, I'm t- my favorite scene was at the very end when they're fighting in the uh fountain. You know, I thought that was going pretty good, but then they just completely just jacked it up, man, and dropped the ball with his, the whole scene of him dying in the thing, and he's like flopping around. You know, I, I kind of found it humorous when he hit the water, and he's like, oh, shit, that stung. You know, that that was kind of funny, but I don't know. Certain aspects of that scene were done good, and a lot of it wasn't done Great. You know, I don't know.
0: So I, I get what they were doing with that final scene. I mean, it's it's final the, the the climactic battle between these two assassins, right? And I, I get it. Six is supposed to be this this guy that can withstand pain, and you know, he's just he's just a killing machine, right? And during this fight, he's getting stabbed, and he just doesn't make any kind of emotion to it. It's just like I, I get what they were going with. Okay, that's just his personality. He's just impervious to pain and whatnot. But it makes that fight so bland when it's just like, "Oh, stab! <laughs> oh, that tickled!" And he just keeps on fighting, right? And to me, it just it makes it so uninteresting when when that's happening in a fight. Like I don't, I don't really give a shit about these characters to begin with. And then you're making him not even pay attention to to his injuries. To me, if you're getting stabbed, dude, you better act like you got stabbed, man. That that would make the fight so much more interesting. That you're basically on your last leg. You know, you're about to die if you don't take out this dude. If he stabs you one more time, but that's not really the case in this fight. You just, it's kind of it just takes you out of it, honestly.
1: Yeah I I agree with you man and and the, the ending wrapped up horribly you know it was like okay so nothing's really changed from the front of the movie to the back of the movie besides the guy with a mustache is did Yeah right <laughs> I I mean I think it was left that way so they could do a sequel uh since you I know they do I'm say not. they have so many other books out but it was like a wrap up, but like not really.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the the runtime? I mean, I know we hated this movie. Obviously, we're we we want it to be shorter. Uh, I think the movie, like seriously, is thirty minutes too long.
1: I I could go with that. I you know if they would take out just part of that damn shootout scene at the uh, apartment before they get on the train. Do a small scene and then jump into the train scene.
0: And then cut out all the bullshit with the kid. Yes. Yes. All of it. See, the one thing that Man on Fire did really, really great was they spent... what well, I, I forget how long that movie was, but I'm sure it was like two hours, right? They spent fun, but- an hour of that fucking movie, maybe even longer, with you getting to know that relationship between uh, Denzel Washington's character and the girl, like they slowly built that relationship and you ended up caring for all them. So when she gets kidnapped and he's going through what he's going through and he wants to get her back and, you know, he's all pissed off. It fucking works, you know, because they, they devoted the time to develop that relationship. Whereas in this one, they give you one scene where he has to run her to the hospital and that's it. And all of a sudden you're supposed to care about that relationship and you're supposed to care about her being kidnapped and all that bullshit. I don't like you just it, it just felt like a phoned in type of uh, not scene but part in the story. So just cut that shit out altogether.
1: Yeah, I think if they, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, man. It was just, when I read that, when you sent it to me to uh, show us what movie to watch, I read it and I was like, fucking right, man. He he found a good one. This is going to be good. Yeah. And then 15 minutes into it, I'm like, this motherfucker bamboozled me. <laughs>
0: I feel bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> I, At- I When I put it down... Obviously, that was one of the biggest releases recently for Shout now to help. <laughs> <What? laughs> you know, a, a lot of people were giving this threes on the Letterboxd app. A lot of threes, a lot of threes and threes and three and a three and a half. I was like, well, shit. I mean, you know, my, a bunch of the reviews were saying, you know, the story might not be there, but the action is, is really great and it's entertaining. I was like, well, fuck, I could I could deal with some entertaining shit, you know? I don't, I don't, I I was never entertained. Never. There is no redeeming quality in this movie. I don't, I don't have a positive thing to say about this movie whatsoever. And you know what
1: what surprised me on this movie is, you know, I never look at reviews. I never look at anything about the movie until after I finished it. And I had a little bit of time today, so I was hitting, surfing IMDB and the amount of because they do one through ten, I think. Yeah, the amount of reviews that were sevens and sixes was astonishing to me. There, there some people that really are marking this movie up high, and I'm like, "What the fuck did I miss?"
0: You did know, they
1: accidentally post this on this movie, thinking it was a different one,
0: <laughs> right? So there, there is the biggest issue with with doing movie reviews and it's something that I've kind of learned to just accept. You know, used to before I started the podcast, I could I could honestly just be entertained by a movie, you know, and not really give a shit about the writing and all that. It was and that was the kind of the 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 joke among me and my friends was well you love you fucking love everything. So you don't really have an opinion on the matter. When you start looking at movies for the critical eye and actually reviewing them, dude, I'm telling you, it it kind of takes the fun out of watching movies sometimes because you're you're just so super critical of it that you you know you want to point it out to everybody else. I don't know I, I don't see how people can watch this movie for two hours and be like, oh dude, that was that was a fucking great movie. That was that was really good. That was entertaining. I I yeah. don't see it. I don't see it at all. I was never entertained. 15 minutes into it, may- maybe not even that much. I was already looking at my phone, scrolling through Facebook, and just fucking just doing stupid shit on my phone, right? Not even paying attention to the movie, because that's how just terrible it is.
1: I 100% agree.
0: Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, about this movie, sir? I-, I think we pretty much covered uh, a lot of it. The the main things, you know, the characters suck. They're all one note. No, you know, just terrible development of those characters. I think the tone of the movie is all over the place. It goes from super campy to to a serious spy movie, then to it's it's to like an action comedy and just flip flops between all those different tones. And it's just, you know, pick one, pick one. You want you want to be an action comedy, be an action comedy. If you want to be a spy movie like Jason Bourne, 007, then be that movie. If you want to be Man on Fire, fucking go for Man on Fire. Make me care about that relationship. And they they didn't give a shit. And I don't give a shit. So there you go. I give it one and a half stars. And they're lucky I gave it one and a half. I gave it one and a half. Mainly because I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the main reason I'm giving it one and a half. You know, honestly, I'm I'm taking it down to one star, dude. <laughs> like, I, just, I like, <laughs> like the, more, the more I think about this movie, I just fucking just don't like it. I liked Forever Purge, which was I think one of the more recent ones that we've done that that uh I think I didn't like. I would put this up there with Wanderer and uh Force of Nature as like some of the worst movies we've reviewed. I, I would watch Forever Purge, honestly, before I'd watch this again.
1: I would give it a one, sir. I, I am completely in line with you. But I you know what I'm gonna tell everybody to go watch it because I don't maybe it's just not our thing, but there's so many good reviews out there for this movie. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's up somebody's alley to get fucking motion sickness with no point.
0: <laughs> if you like throwing up, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, <laughs> just a huge disclaimer, we do not condone throwing up.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I won't say my joke. I was about
0: to say that—that that would
1: be insensitive.
0: <laughs> yeah, someone will report our damn episode. Hey, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I might as well not let you have to get the edit button,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, guys, that is going to be it for our review. Next week, we're going to continue some reviews with some, with some movies next week. We're going to take a little diversion and go with some, some older style movies. I'm not talking like fucking fifties and sixties, uh, just some movies that may, I think it came out in the nineties next week. We were reviewing the movie heat. That was the, uh, the action heist movie heist thriller with Robert De Niro, uh, Val Kilmer's in it. Uh, I have seen it before. Josh has not. I remember really loving it, but it was a, it was something that I watched over like three days because it just took me forever to watch it at work. And it's a little bit of lengthy of a movie. I think it's like two hours and 40 minutes or some shit like that. It's it's a, it's a rather long movie. Uh, so y'all go check that out. Uh, this will be Josh's first time checking it out. I do know that it has one of the greatest shootout scenes of all time in it. So super excited to, uh, get back into that and Look at it from more of a critical eye, because the first time I watched it, I just looked at it from more of a uh, well, "let me just enjoy this movie." Uh, but that's what we'll be doing next week. Uh, until then, we'll catch y'all next time on on another review. Latest,
1: latest.